I remember going home that night. I remember sitting in bed with my bullet journal sitting on my lap because I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to work through it. And I remember saying out loud alone to myself, well, if I don't do this, what do I do? And so it it took a, it took a couple of days for me to kind of start to think through it and and figure it out. But I kind of took a step back and I thought, okay, what do I love doing? You are listening to the High Growth Founders Podcast, where we give you unfiltered truth and ideas about accelerating the growth of your startup and becoming the founder you were born to be. No fluff, no games, just straight to business. I'm your host, Casey Jones. Through my career as a coach, consultant, advisor, and mentor, I've worked with hundreds of founders on their go-to-market strategy, building an authentic personal brand, and growing as a leader. You are here for one thing growth. And this show is dedicated to helping founders accelerate growth, period. We will dive into not only the best strategies that are working today, but discuss the biggest mistakes and failures that industry leaders have made in the past so you don't have to. So kick back, relax, and let's get into the show. I recently read a study. Um, It was done by Deloitte. I will share it in the show notes. And I want to give the the caveat here that this study, this survey was done of full-time employees. So not founders, not entrepreneurs. But still, this number and this data absolutely smacked me across the face. And it's about burnout. And according to Deloitte's survey of a 1,000 full-time employees in corporate America, 77% of them have experienced burnout. And I started, I I talked about this a little bit on my Twitter and it kind of blew up and a ton of people started reaching out, talking about their experiences, saying that they're going through it now, they don't know how to deal with it. And so today I'm going to share my story of burnout. And if this is something you have gone through, or you are going through, I am hoping that my story can help help you realize that there is some pretty amazing potential that comes out of it. It's a horrible experience. I'm not going to lie with you at all. But almost everybody that I've talked to who's, who's fully gone through it um, talks about how transformative it was for them. And for me, my burnout was a breakthrough. It helped me get honest with myself about my business, about what was working and what isn't and uh, or wasn't, and about the kind of business I actually wanted to run. And I'll be honest with you, it took me a while to fully make the transition and to own those lessons that I had learned and those ahas that I had. Um, but I absolutely believe that the transitions that I've made in the last year, going to back to a solo consultant... Um, working on big strategic projects rather than long kind of box checking stuff. That all came from this experience. And so I'm going to tell you a little bit about how this all happened. It's kind of a crazy story. So bear with me. And, and I hope you learned something throughout all of this. So 
let me tell you how I figured out I was burned out because it's not, it's not a, it's not a typical, typical way. So, um, this was in very early 2020. So before COVID, so I think that's partly why it took me so long to kind of make the transition as I was dealing with COVID stuff and a bunch of other things. But so this was probably January of 2020. And um, all of a sudden, I, I came out of a, a out of a coffee meeting with um, someone here in Portland. We were talking about maybe doing some collaboration on a project I had in mind. And I came out of that meeting and I just felt off. I felt sort of out of it. Um, I just, I don't know, I didn't feel right. And I thought, mm, maybe I'm getting sick. Maybe I'm getting a cold or something. And um, my boyfriend had come to kind of pick me up. So I get in the car and we drive home and I went to bed kind of early and I woke up the next morning and I'm lying in bed and I'm looking up at the ceiling and I'm realizing I'm looking at the, the light in the ceiling above my bed and it just keeps moving. It just keeps moving. It's almost like it's going in a circle. I'd, I'd focus on it for a second and then all of a sudden I'd realize it had moved to the right. And I blink my eyes, I kind of shake and I, I, it is, it's continuing. And I start to look around and I, my eyes cannot focus on anything. And it's almost like they are just like consistent, they almost like they're vibrating. And I start to kind of freak out a little bit, but I think, you know what? let's go about my day. Let's kind of have uh, some coffee um, and let's see if this gets better. And I wind up going into the office and like halfway through, I'm just like, I can't even concentrate. My eyes can't focus on anything. And at some point it's kind of later in the day. I think I've got to, I've got to go to the doctor. I've got to go somewhere. And in, in Portland, we have this place called Zoom care. It's like urgent. It's like the best urgent care ever. And so I wind up making an appointment at Zoom Care, and there's one really close to my house. And I go in there, and really quickly, she starts the the nurse practitioner there starts to get really serious with me. And she said, "You know what? You need to go to our super Zoom." She said, "This is." She said, "This seems like vertigo." She said, "But this is the worst vertigo I've ever seen." And she said, "I'm worried that this is more severe." And you need to go where they can run more comprehensive tests. So I go to the super zoom care. They do a CAT scan. They run all kinds of tests, primarily to rule out a brain tumor. And at this point, I'm starting to get really worried. It's, it's not, it's not getting better. It's only getting worse. Um, and they're taking it very, very seriously. So they do a ton of tests and ultimately they come out and they say, look, you don't have a brain tumor. We don't think this is anything more serious. This is vertigo. And we're pretty sure it's the kind of vertigo that is caused by a viral ear infection. And I was like, okay, what's the protocol? Like, do I take antibiotics for this? Like, what do I do? And they're like, oh, no, 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 there's, there's nothing. You just have to rest and wait for it to get better. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. I'm running an agency. I have a bunch of clients, like things are really busy. It's, you know, early in the year. And I start to get pretty worried. So I, oh, the one thing they did give me is they gave me Valium because Valium is a muscle relaxer and they say that it will mildly relax um, my ear canal, which is, it's the inflammation in my ear canal that is causing this symptom, this vertigo. And so I, they basically have told me that like, 
I just have to wait it out and I have to try to rest, which I don't know how to do. I'm not good at. <laughs> don't freaking do. So I'm trying to like, you know, work from home, but I'm still going into the office. I'm struggling, but I'm like, I'm hanging in. I'm doing okay. So I make an appointment to see my primary care. And I have seen this a naturopath for years. She's the one that really helped me with my um Hashimoto's, my um, autoimmune thyroid disease. And, and she I, she's who I saw for my Lyme disease. And so I make an appointment to see her and see if she can kind of help. And so probably it takes a while for me to get an appointment. And it's probably about a week, a week later I go in and I'm telling her everything that's happening and what's going on and that it is, it's like a little bit better, especially with the Valium, but it's not great. It's not going away. And she looks at me and she said, okay, Casey, why now? And I was like, what are you talking about? Why now? I don't, I don't know. It's an ear infection. I don't, I don't know. And she's like, no, 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 no. She said, you have enough going on in your body physically. She said that this could, you could get this at any time. This is stress. What's going on? Why now? And without thinking, I immediately just burst into tears in her office. And she, you know, kind of follows up and she, she says again, she said, what's going on? Why is this happening now? And I'm crying and I'm not even thinking. And without without any intention or real thought, I blurt out, I hate my job. And all of a sudden it hits me like a ton of bricks. This is not some regular old thing. This is burnout and it is because of my work. If you're listening to this show, I know you care about growth, growth of the revenue and even better, the profits of your business, growth of the freedom and autonomy in your life and growth of yourself as a founder. And you are exactly who I created the high growth founders newsletter for. When you subscribe every week, you get an email with simple, actionable advice to help you be the high growth founder you were meant to be. No BS, no fluff. Just the strategies, tactics, and resources I've learned that help you grow your business and yourself as a founder. So go to newsletter.highgrowthfounders.com and subscribe today. I remember going home that night. I remember sitting in bed with my bullet journal sitting on my lap because I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to work through it. And I remember saying out loud alone to myself, well, if I don't do this, what do I do? And so it it took a, it took a couple of days for me to kind of start to think through it and, and figure it out. But I kind of took a step back and I thought, okay, what do I love doing? You know, what do I absolutely enjoy? What do I get the most reward out of? What um, are my strengths and what energizes me? And so I started making a bunch of notes. And what became really clear is there were three main things here. One, what do I love most? I love working directly with founders. There's something incredibly rewarding and motivating, helping people achieve their specific dreams. Okay. Solving like business problems is a little less interesting to me than helping leaders make their vision a reality, make that connection to the creator was really big for me. Number two, what am I good at? 
Like what's my natural strength? And it is big strategic projects. It's funny. Someone recently called me an idea doula or an idea midwife, which frankly, I freaking loved. Right. And it is that, that, that brainstorming that like, how do we think through big, crazy ideas and unlock amazing opportunity? Freaking love that shit. And I'm good at it. And lastly, the third thing that I realized was that the work and the projects that I love most are really big, complex, meaty, strategic projects, but things that you have to go really deep, but it for a shorter period of time. I'm not good at doing kind of like the basic stuff on an ongoing basis. It's why I really struggled in sales is the, the discipline of, of what you do every single day. I wasn't great at that. I'm much better. I'm much more disciplined now and I'm pretty good in, in a lot of those ways, but it's not a natural strength. I've had to learn it. And, um, while I thought through all of this, I started to think about, okay, how does my business work today? And when I started my business about what? I guess it had been three and a half years earlier. I did focus on these more strategic projects, but really quickly had, I had lots of clients that wanted me to execute for them. And so I started doing more and more of that. I started building a team and we really shifted to this agency model where it was more of us doing marketing for startups, much more of like box checking. We do newsletters, we send out emails, we like facilitate and and host webinars. It's like a lot of the same thing over and over and over again, not working with founders, but working with people underneath them, not strategic, but like execution based. And I, it it dawned on me that I had built a business that did not play to any of my strengths. I'm a terrible execution and details are not my thing. Um, I can get it done when I need to, but on an ongoing basis, mm mm-mm my give a shit will start to wane. And um, I had essentially built a business doing everything that I didn't want to do. Everything that was the reason why I didn't go get a full-time job, but started my own thing. It had all of the worst parts about being an in-house marketer, the drudgery, the doing the day-to-day, the, the lots of execution, the detail work with none of the upside, no camaraderie no mentorship, um, very little sort of connection to the people that really mattered. Um, And I was miserable and I wasn't really all that good at it, right? We had gotten to this point where I wasn't giving my team the attention they needed, right? They needed a bomb ass project manager who could support them. I sucked at that and I hated it. And as a result, then my team weren't, they weren't given the, the right support, the right coaching, for us to do a kick-ass job for clients. We were checking boxes. We were not transforming lives and businesses. It was not what I wanted to do. And that is really when it dawned on me that like I needed to build a completely different business. And it took a long time for me to make this shift. I had way too much loyalty to my team, keeping them on when I wasn't providing a great work environment. We weren't doing amazing things. I was super stressed. Like, I should have made that transition back to a solo person way, way sooner. But because of COVID and all the rest, I freaked out and felt I had a very misguided loyalty. I had took a long time for me to figure out how I make money doing this shift. How did I talk about it? How did I transition? 
And so I did it for way too long, but it's really in the last year that I've made this transition fully big strategic projects, working with leadership, working with founders, um, the stuff that unlocks serious growth, that makes change happen. Not the stuff that, I don't know, pushes things incrementally forward. That's not me. And, but I, I wonder if I'd been a better project manager, if I'd been a better boss, would I have ever even figured this out? Would I have continued to do something that I really didn't love, that I, that wasn't my true strength because it would have been easier for me to skate by? Probably. So if you are dealing with burnout, if you have dealt with burnout, I want you to think about the source, the cause, because we're often told that the source or the cause is that you're just working too much and you need just better self-care. And yeah, that's going to help. But sometimes the most critical form of self-care is not, I don't know, taking a bath and going for long walks and meditating. It's transforming your business so that it's aligned with what you really, really freaking want in this world and in this life. I'm going to share in the show notes two Twitter threads I did recently on this topic. One about what are the signs of burnout so that you can spot it earlier. Two, how do you heal from it? How do you recover from it? But I'm, I want to leave you with this idea here right now. Sometimes what burnout is about is it's not about self-care. It's not about little things. It's about big things. It's about, are you living aligned with your vision, with your dream, with your goals? Do you play to your strengths or do you do what you feel like could make some good money? Because for some of us, doing what can make us good money comes at a cost, comes at a very, very personal cost. And no, burnout sucked. Recovering from it was brutal. It was incredibly hard. By the way, this is the other thing I found when I was doing research on this. Average time to recover, and I don't know how they really measure this, is three months. But that there are plenty of people that it takes years. And especially if you don't solve the problem that is causing it, it's just going to keep coming back. You're just going to continue to be miserable. So if this is you, or if this is resonating, I encourage you to take a big hard look at your life and your business and how you've built this thing and see if you can make a big change. And if you ever want to talk about this, hit me up, send me an email, hit me up on social and send me a DM. I want to talk about this. I want to hear about it because here's the deal. When I started talking about this, I had a few people reach out and I have a feeling this is going to be several high growth founders episodes of talking to founders who went through burnout or went through some incredibly difficult personal experience that ultimately led to their most profound breakthrough. So know that it's possible. You just have to decide and you have to dig deep. So I hope this was helpful. I also, by the way, last week, by the time this goes live last week, published a, um, a post in my newsletter, high growth founders, talking about this topic, going into detail, and also sharing some of what I covered in those two Twitter threads of how to spot it, how to recover from it. So um, if you haven't yet, 
and also include the link for that. The High Growth Founders newsletter. Check it out. Check out that post. Let me know what you think. And as always, in love and growth, this is Casey. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed that episode on the High Growth Founders podcast. If you love what you heard, subscribe to the show of whatever podcast platform you're tuning in from. And look, much like this show, I love getting into the good, the bad, and everything in between. So please feel free to express yourself in the reviews of the show. And consider subscribing to the High Growth Founders newsletter by going to highgrowthfounders.substack.com. You'll get the show delivered to your inbox every single week, plus stories, insights, and actionable tips from my work helping founders accelerate their growth and from my own journey, accelerating my own. Leaders are the best givers. And after all, we are here to learn from one another. So please, if the episode made you think of a founder who is leveling up in their business, take a screenshot and share it with them. Okay, that's all I've got. In love and growth, I am out of here. See you next time. 